The messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.org, AM850 in the St. Louis area. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and of course our talk programs, including this segment, wherever you get your podcasts. It's time now for our moment for the family with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Good afternoon, Mary. Hi, Gary. I see that we have a smorgasbord today. I love having options. That's what makes it fun, all those choices. If one item isn't of interest, just hang on, because the next topic might relate directly to you. So let's start with an idea of shopping as entertainment. I guess that began months ago when we were locked down and bored. The teenagers in our house found an online window for shopping and a cost-free way to look beyond their bedroom walls, kind of a way to daydream about what they'd like to have. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though we're out of our pandemic pods, shopping has continued to be appealing. Younger consumers especially are treating themselves with little luxuries and fun items. Yeah, I see some packages from you know my teenage uh, grandkids coming to the house, and I'm wondering what they've bought. The thinking is, I made it through the pandemic, so it's time to treat myself. This online shopping relates directly to the next point on the smorgasbord. Digital detox is growing. Digital detox. I can relate to that. During the pandemic, a lot of us reached our breaking point with screens. Virtual burnout because of uh, marathons of those Zoom meetings all day, online schools, uh, also the remote events, too. Absolutely. And that resulted in a lot of conversations online, of course about social media and the role of screens in our lives. Now that we're breaking out of the bubble of COVID, I'm not sure people are as ready to let go of their phones as they were six months ago. But the desire to live with more intention or even live off-grid, at least during a summer vacation, is fueling the digital detox industry. Vacations, I wonder if people will keep up their everyday journaling as it became so popular during the pandemic. Many of us recorded the history of the pandemic in diaries. Oh, the pandemic triggered a huge surge of journaling. In addition to being a historical record, expressive writing can also be a stress reducer. Our support networks weren't as available during the pandemic, so people turned to writing about their feelings. That was a better way than keeping everything bottled up inside. There is another result of the pandemic that's becoming more obvious, too. Hospital nurseries are crowded with bassinets. I think everyone expected a baby boom. Yes, but what's especially interesting is the baby naming that reflects our life and times. Months ago, Gary, do you remember we talked about the back-to-nature trend? Sure, we talked about the exodus from big city life and apartment living to rural America. Wide open spaces felt safe, free from protocols, and free from other people. Now, hospitals are seeing a different aspect of that in the names that parents choose for their newborns. So, are you talking about babies named Meadow and Juniper? Yes, actually. Baby naming is aspirational. Names often represent a parent's hopes and dreams. Walking outdoors was one of the few escapes we had during COVID. So a lasting aspect of the pandemic legacy will be children who are named Luna and River. Nature-based names represent our yearning for escape and simplicity. Our world has been chaotic and uncertain for many, many months. Baby names don't need to be edgy, too. <laughs> Thanks, Mary, for this update. 
we'll hear all those names come out of the nurseries. Uh, we sure will. Thanks for being on the segment today. Absolutely. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.